listening to the Fish on Ted podcast with your host, Ted Johnson. Well, hello, this is Ted Johnson with the Fish on Ted podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening today. If you look back at your calendars, if you're uh, listening to this broadcast a year or two down the road, we're at the very beginning of July of 2020. And if you think back, that's kind of right in the middle of this pandemic thing. And uh, sounds like uh, we're, you know, throughout the world, we're still fighting this quite a bit, but it looks like there's been some progress being made. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, getting back and in the somewhat normalcy in 2020 for the second half of the year. Um, today, I have got a wonderful guy that I've known for a couple of years, and, and uh, we, uh, we've done a, a number of things together, um, but uh, Patricio is a, uh, an outfitter uh, hunting and fishing and has some lodges down in Argentina, and I'd like to bring him on to the call. Patricio, are you there? Yeah. Hi, Ted. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well. Patricio, I appreciate you uh, coming on to the call today. You know, for our listeners out there, yeah, your, your name is Patricio Hejo. I believe that is how I'm supposed to say it. And you have a company called Argentina Big Hunting. Is that right? Yep. That's totally right. Ter- terrific. Well, I'm just curious. How in the world did you ever get into the uh, the hunting and fishing outfitting business down in Argentina? Well, it's a funny story because, as you know, my background is uh, different than most of the outfitters around the world. Yeah. Uh, I basically went to college and I got a degree as a CPA first. Then I made my MBA and finally a PhD in economics. So basically, uh-huh. in the past, I used to be an office guy. You know, I used to work in the comfort of my, uh, of my office with papers and calculators and, and so on. Uh, but basically, I've been an avid hunter during my whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at one, at one point, I decided to start a new business based in my passion, which is uh, outdoors. Right. And, uh, and well, I decided to start this company in the beginning as a hobby in order to trade hunts. Uh, oh. What I mean with this, with this, yeah, is uh, is that I try to go hunting abroad. Uh, and swap hunts with uh, outfitters or with people out there yeah. to uh, to exchange uh, hunts. You know, I supposed to go there and the people supposed to come here, and that was it. But then okay. I found out about the potential of this business, and uh, since all my life I've been a, a businessman because I also had the uh, the honor to conduct my family business, which is uh, a local industry, mm-hmm. I decided to be more serious about this. So eventually I started to do partnerships, to buy land and to, uh, to do this uh, business more seriously. And well, and then here we are. <laughs> I mean, we are one of the leading companies in, in our country. 
Yeah, no kidding. Now, how long ago was this that you uh, started taking the, the, the business seriously and started expanding it? Well, right now, if you let me think about it, it's probably about uh, 20 years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So, so you hung up the calculator at that point. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but good. in order to be in order to be honest with you, at that point was the president of the board of our uh, family industry. The, it was uh, a quite important company here in Argentina that uh -huh. uh, used to manufacture uh, water pipelines and water pipeline supplies in cast oh. iron and steel. So by that time, uh -huh. um, I uh, I quit using the calculator that much already. <laughs> well, well, very good. Well, very good. Well, that that's that's an interesting progression. So so you grew up in Argentina then? Yes, 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 yes. Did you? Born and grew up here. Uh, always in the same town. Yeah. Uh, my hometown is La Plata. Is it is the capital city of the province of Buenos Aires. Uh, you oh, know, sometimes this could be confusing for the people because uh, you have Buenos Aires City, uh, that is the capital city of Argentina. It's like Washington, D.C. It's a federal district. And then mm -hmm. with the same name, you have Buenos Aires Province, which is uh, a sort of a state. You know, a province right. or state are more or less the same. Uh, the size of that... Uh, piece of land is uh, probably a little bit smaller than Texas. Um, and the capital city of that province is La Plata. It's my hometown, which is located at more or less 40 miles from Buenos Aires City. It's very close. Oh, God. Um, and in order to make you a, an analogy, it's like New York. If you consider that New York State uh, has uh, Albany as, uh, right. as the capital city of the state, you will see that you have New York City and New York State, but uh, uh, they are different things. Uh, same thing with my with my uh, province, Buenos Aires province and Buenos Aires City. Very good. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same uh, situation here in Southeast Asia. I live in the city of Cebu on the island of Cebu, and it's sort of like uh, you know New York, New York, or Buenos Aires, Buenos Aires. Same same sort yeah. of thing, and it, it gets confusing for people. So you, you started at, at, at a real young age, huh? Oh, yeah, I was a kid. Um, yeah. And, uh, well, my father was a hunter. He was the one who introduced me in this. And it became very rapidly in a passion. Uh, mm -hmm. I had the chance to hunt uh, around all my country, in the different areas of my country. So I know from uh, first hand, different areas, different destinations, the quality, uh, you know, everything about my country. And right. I also had the chance to hunt abroad. I would mm -hmm. say, um, well, North America, Europe, Africa, etc. Wow. Well, and you know, you told me a while back, and, and I didn't realize this, that um, there was a a movement in Argentina to bring in big game from other parts of the world, and it sort of became domiciled, didn't it, in Argentina? 
Yes, you're right. Basically, what we should hear are what you call exotic species for us. Uh -huh. uh, our main targets right now regarding big game are, uh, well, red stag is probably the most important species coming mm -hmm. from Europe, uh, fallow deer, wild boar, uh, mouflon, many other uh, species from, from Europe. And then yeah. there was another, uh, uh, another move uh, of uh, animals importation from Asia. So that's why we have uh, Archie's deer, we have black bug, we have water buffalo. Uh -huh. And uh, at this point, it happened around of 100 years ago, a little bit more, right. but let's say 100 years ago. Right. So now, now the population of them is really, really good here in total free range. Uh -huh. and, um, and basically, there are some special areas in our country where you can go and and hand them. Wow, that's so cool. And and like you mentioned, it's all free range, isn't it? It isn't high fence like we see in other parts of the world. It's uh, you got wild animals you're hunting. Yes, yes. Uh, the story of the red tag is quite curious because uh, the whole the whole thing started when a very aristocratic uh, Argentinian guy uh, go to Europe. This guy was really really rich. And um, and he used to travel um, every year to Europe. Imagine by boat in those days, because we are talking oh, about wow. more than 100 years ago. The the exact date of the first uh, introduction of red tag was 1909. And oh, wow. this guy used to hunt over there in Europe with very uh, you know very famous people over there with uh, kings or dukes or you know noble people. Right. Uh, and he was the Argentinian playboy. Imagine that this guy was very rich, uh, coming from a very far land, you know, South America. Mm -hmm. um, and one day this guy was uh, embarrassed because uh, his friends started to ask him what kind of game he had available in his vast territories. And basically for the European interest of those days, that guy had nothing important here. I mean, we had a puma, or we had a jaguar in those days, but basically mm -hmm. no deer, no, no nothing. So since he was used to be the star of, the, of those meetings and those parties, this guy decided to fence one of his properties in the province of La Pampa, in the center of Argentina, uh -huh. and he introduced from Europe, uh, different species, including uh, red stag, wild boar, roe deer, and, uh, and some birds as well. Yeah. So when everything was ready, because this guy had to, uh, had to build a big house according to the occasion, uh -huh. uh, he invited the, you know, this group of friends that he had from, from Europe, Right. And basically, he organized a very, very good hunt, uh, and he was again, or one more time, the start of the party. But uh, after a while, this guy uh, passed away, and the place was abandoned. And you know, the fences start to be in uh, in uh, bad conditions. So 
right. the, um, the game start to, uh, you know, pass that fence. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they spread out all over the place. They found the perfect uh, habitat uh, over there. And, no well, kidding. and now, you, <laughs> yeah, now you, you find them everywhere. Wow. Uh, I mean, wow, the that... game is really, really abundant. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and, you know, you touched on something there also. Argentina is, uh, is very famous for its, its bird hunting, the doves and ducks and, and that sort of thing. And, and um, we're, we're, have those birds and the waterfowl and stuff always been in Argentina or were they introduced also? Yes. 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 Argentina is a bird hunting paradise yeah, because the environment, imagine that we have everything. We have uh, the perfect habitat for them. We have a shelter, Mm -hmm. we have food, we have water, we have all what they need. Mm -hmm. So basically, our bird shooting population is fabulous. It's something that uh, I could spend uh, hours explaining how good it is. But believe me, five minutes here worth much more than all what I can tell you. (laughs) It's something incredible, especially I've if seen, you see a uh, dub shooting. Uh, yeah. Dubs are, yeah. I, I've seen that <laughs> for the the photos that you've taken of your guests uh, hunting doves and ducks and that sort of thing, and it's unbelievable. It's just absolutely un- unbelievable the amount of yeah, uh, it is. the birds that are in in your in your area. So your your location then is what is it north? West of Buenos Aires. Um, city? Well, basically, when I uh, decided to to run this company, mm-hmm. uh, I thought to myself that uh, I had to aim the main areas of Argentina. Regarding your question, the bird shooting area is the one located at uh, driving distance from Buenos Aires. We are talking about average 200 kilometers, so it means uh, 140 miles or something like that. Right. So you, you can reach the heart of our bird hunting area uh, in average two hours. Uh, wow. But the area is really, really big because we manage something like, uh, let's say, 200 miles long by 50 miles wide. Yeah, and, and that's why we have uh, different lodges, uh, because we always like to put um, our hunters close to the birds and don't drive uh, very much. But basically, uh-huh. it is northeast of Buenos Aires City. It is located in the province of Entre Rios, close okay. to the border with uh, Uruguay. Oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, okay. Okay, very good. Yep. So, yep. so I mean, I, it, when you offer hunts to people, it, it sounds like people can hunt both big game and birds in the same hunt? Yes, well, they can combine a big game and wind shooting, or they can combine uh, big game and fishing, or they can combine actually whatever they like. Mm-hmm. Um, when, I, when I answered your question about uh, where our wind shooting uh, area was located at, I explained to you that I picked the one near Buenos Aires because it's the only one in our country that combines uh, doves, ducks, 
birdies and pigeons in the same area, which is wow, really? quite unique. Yeah, yeah, most of the people heard about, I don't know, Cordoba, for instance. Cordoba is great mm -hmm. for ducks, but if you like to shoot ducks, you have to drive four hours minimum to a different place to shoot uh, ducks. And wow, same thing really? with the partridge. Yeah, okay. Wow. So basically my goal was to, to, to find a place, which I did, uh, where you could combine uh, the four feathers allowed to hunt in Argentina at the same spot. And okay. Sorry, I don't want to be too long, but uh, going back to the answer of my question, when I decided to to run uh, two different areas of big game, uh, and I mean the province of La Pampa and the mountains of Patagonia, was because uh, those areas were the ones uh, where the stacks were introduced uh, for the very first time. I explained to you already about La Pampa. It was in 1909. Right. In 1911, the red tag was introduced in the mountains of Patagonia. Actually, in an island, in a big lake. Uh, that's another story. But uh, those uh, two destinations, La Pampa and uh, Patagonia Mountains, are the true big game hunting nations of Argentina. Really? Uh, and I, yeah. And I explain this because lately, because this kind of uh, hunting industry, uh, some outfitters fenced areas where are not, uh, how can I say this? That they are not considered as a true hunting destination for us, I mean, for the Argentinian mm -hmm. people, mm -hmm. because uh, game has been introduced lately. So they don't, uh, oh. they don't have, uh, you know, the high volume of game that we have in the other provinces simply because they fenced, uh, you know, a certain area and they start to bring hunters and that was it. Mm -hmm. uh, but my goal was to offer to the people, you know, the, the, the hunters coming from abroad to offer the real experience. The real experience, there is no doubt that uh, are in La Pampa and in the mountains of Patagonia. Oh, wow. No kidding. So when, when you, um, I, I'm, I'm presuming you, you probably built some of these lodges where you house people. I've, I've seen photos of the lodges. They're beautiful places. They're not a, a kind of an outback uh, hunting cabin, are they? I mean, it, they have all of the accommodations of home plus some. You're right. When we decided to to develop this project of uh, a hunting company a long time ago, we decided to provide uh, just the best to our clients. So mm -hmm. our lodges are, uh, are really, really comfortable, really fancy. Uh, we try to offer all the amenities that an international hunter actually needs. Mm -hmm. uh, so yes, our accommodations are very good. However, yeah. since our company is a company that likes to put together the kind of trip that uh, each hunter uh, dreams about, uh, we have some other options. For instance, uh, sometimes when a hunter asks me to to hunt a red tag in the in the wild, or if they like to go to a high uh, mountains, 
Yeah. We have the ability to put together, uh, you know, fly cams or something in a very remote places like national oh, parks good. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. I, I usually don't promote it very much because most of the of the clients or most of the customers coming along uh, prefer to enjoy the comfort of a very nice lodge with uh, mm -hmm. international gourmet cuisine and, you know, uh, it's like uh, most of the people coming along are quite demanding in that way. But for yeah. those who are seeking for uh, those kind of adventures, yeah, we can also do uh -huh. it. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That, that is amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, the, uh, like you were saying, it, it, you have chefs at each one of the lodges and just wonderful cuisine. And of course, fine Argentina wine goes along with all of that, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's one of our highlights. <laughs> very, very good, very good. So, so it, it, if if somebody was to book a trip with you, due to hunt, um, let's say big game and and uh, uh, wing shooting, what would be a typical trip? Is it you know five or six days? How are how do you schedule those? Well, in that particular case, we have a. Uh, probably two options. Uh, the first option would be to go to the province of La Pampa, and I repeat, mm -hmm. it's uh, bush hunting, where you can combine a big game of different species, like uh, red stag, axis, uh, buffalo, fallow, mouflon, black buck, wild boar, uh, wild goat, uh, multi-horn ram, many, many different species, uh -huh. with doves in the first with um, with doves in the same place. So basically you can combine both hands in the same place. But it's true that lately the quality of uh, dove shooting in that area uh, declined a little bit for uh, some special uh, issues that we have, like uh, big fires and uh, oh. drought. So uh, basically when you combine when you combine big game and we're shooting in the same place, like La Pampa, as I said, eh, you just, uh, you know, taste the flavor of uh, dove shooting. Don't get me mm -hmm. wrong, you're going to shoot, uh, you know, some, some boxes. But if you like to go to a real thing, you know, this uh, high volume stuff when you can shoot, I don't know, 4,000, 5,000 rounds in a day, if you, if you wish, what oh, we do is to, yeah, it's a, that match. Um, what we do is to combine. We combine, for instance, uh, La Pampa or Patagonia uh, with our wind shooting area near Buenos Aires. Considering mm -hmm. that the wind shooting area is so close to town, it takes a couple of hours to go from Buenos Aires City to to it, and uh, well, and then you combine both. Mm -hmm. So the, the two options that I mentioned is uh, or do everything in the province of La Pampa because uh, we don't have birds in Patagonia um, and shoot both of them there or to split up the the trip and shoot, let's say, five hunting days in, in the province of La Pampa for big game. Uh -huh. Let's say two or three days uh, in our wind shooting area near Buenos Aires. And then Pretty you go uh, directly to the to the prime. Mm -hmm. And then you had mentioned also you've got some. Well, of course, Patagonia is is known for its um, 
uh, trout fishing and that and that sort of thing. But don't you have what is it? Is it freshwater dorado there also? No. Uh, what you what you said is totally true. I mean, Patagonia uh, is the perfect place uh, to combine uh, big game hunting, but in that mm -hmm. case, trout fishing. We do fly cast over there for trout. Oh, huh. We have rainbows and browns, and in some areas we also have uh, some salmons. Uh, and yes, you can combine them, but golden dorado is available in the wind shooting area. Let's say uh, that you yeah. like to shoot birds and go fishing uh, from the same lodge. You you don't need to change nothing. You can either go hunting or you can go fishing as you wish. And in that case, uh, as you said, it's uh, fresh, fresh water for golden dorado. Right, right. Wow, why would anybody want to leave after they got there? If they're, a, if they're an outdoorsman and, and love to hunt and fish, why would you want to leave? I mean, that, it seems like a paradise. Well, the truth is that um, in the beginning, uh, most of our clients were focused, let's say, in big game or uh, wind shooting, but uh, more and more they started to discover the advantages to combine programs of hunting and fishing in the same mm -hmm. in the same trip, mm -hmm. especially in the wind shooting area. Because when I told you that uh, for sure you can shoot 1,000 birds plus in a day, after two or three days of shooting that uh, heavily, you start to feel tired. I'll so nothing do. better. <laughs> yeah, so nothing better to put uh, a day of golden dollar fishing in between and rest for a day. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. uh, that's something that that program is called now uh, Cast and Blast. Cast and Blast. And it's getting and yeah, it's getting famous now. I mean, the people like to combine both, and you know, it's something yeah. that they they enjoy. And and then at the lodge you have uh, or at the lodges uh, uh, at least some of them if not all you have a swimming pool and and a nice um, a living area and so if somebody comes along that's a non-hunter or fisherman uh, they can also enjoy the facilities can't they? Oh yes yes we have a multiple programs for uh, non-hunting companions uh, many things to do. Mm -hmm. You know, being in the countryside, uh, the most common uh, programs for them would be horseback riding, trekking, biking, or whatever. Right. Um, but uh, because uh, we are located in areas that are very uh, famous in Argentina for uh, tourism as well, they have many, many other programs to do, like... Uh, I don't know, let's say uh, they can visit museums, they can go to national parks, they go and visit towns, they can go shopping. Uh, we also have a spa, uh, I don't know, many things to do. But uh, despite that we have all those uh, opportunities for non-hunting companions, mm -hmm. uh, most, of the, most of them sometimes prefer to relax I read a book at the lodge because, as you said, our our lodges are really, really nice. And the environment is beautiful. You know, our uh, yard is uh, something really, really peaceful. 
and enjoyable. So sometimes they relax, they read a book, um, they prefer mm -hmm. to stay around. Uh, but nice. yes, we for for those who like to to move around and know more about our our um, hunting areas, yeah, we we put together uh, sightseeing trips right there. Sure. And and you were recognized by Cabela's a while back, is that right? Yes, yes. We've been uh, host of more than ten signature events by Cabela's. Wow. Uh, Cabela's is Cabela's is not the only one. We also represent uh, oof, many large hunting companies around the world. Uh -huh. What I mean with this is when when they promote uh, when they offer hunts, uh, they basically promote our hunts. We we receive the people that they uh, that they have, you know, the, the hunting groups that they booked. Mm -hmm. uh, we make them hunt uh, here in Argentina. So oh, uh, in that sense, well, the, the case of Cabela's is uh, is uh, quite important to me because uh, you know it's a very uh, high-end company in the states, right? Um, and uh, and they had uh, a hunting division. Uh, excuse me. <coughs> Bless you. And um, thank you. And they chose me as uh, the host of those events. Wow, really? That, yep. uh, that is an honor. That is an honor. Yep. Now, one of the things that I've been impressed with and just working with you over the years is that you, um, you sort of take care of everything for people, don't you? Uh, you know, uh, maybe other than like uh, plane flights and that sort of thing. Once somebody hits the ground in, in uh, Argentina, um, you and your staff really take over, and and uh, they don't uh, they don't want for anything, do they? Yes, the truth is that uh, uh, we always have been committed to be the best. Probably not the largest, but the best. And when mm -hmm. you when you take that decision, uh, then you take the responsibility to take uh, personal care of uh, everybody. From right. the very beginning, you know, when they arrived to Buenos Aires, um, a greeter that could be me or could be uh, a member of the company, we'll uh, meet and greet the uh, the hunters or anglers coming mm -hmm. along, and they assist them <clears throat> with the guns if they brought any. Uh, well, and we assist them until they take. Uh, <clears throat> the ride to the wind shooting area or when they take the commercial domestic flight to to the big game hunting destinations and once in the field we we take personal care of them mm -hmm. i used to spend most of the year in the field hosting the people personally mm -hmm. and uh well that, that's the only way to uh to make a real difference about the service that's because true. we we yeah, we do care about uh, you know the satisfaction of the client and uh, and the feedback that they have uh, after staying with us. And actually, it's a sort of uh, national pride. If if you come to Argentina, we like to give to our clients the chance to take uh, you know an unforgettable experience 
uh, about uh, the whole country, not only hunting, right. uh, to take back home with them. So what we like to to do is to hear our our clients to say, oh, our experience in Argentina was fantastic. The hunt right. was was great, but we also the sightseeing trips or or our stay in Buenos Aires after the hunt was wonderful. So we try to watch all those uh, little details mm-hmm. to make uh, those hunting trips uh, unforgettable for our clients. Well, it sounds like a it sounds like a magical place. You know, I've, I've got to ask you, and and um, we're uh, sort of running down on, on on time here. But but it one of the things that I ask our guests a lot is that you know you being an international hunter yourself and have experienced hunting all over the world for all sorts of different types of of uh, big game and and fish and and wing and uh, went wing shooting. If if you knew that you only had one more day to hunt in your life, what would mm-hmm. you hunt for, and where would you hunt? Do you mean in Argentina or uh, anywhere? Anywhere in the world you would want to go. What uh, what would you like to cross off that list as that last hunt? Mm, that's a difficult one. Uh, you know, I would probably go to to a moose hunt in uh, oh. in Canada or Alaska or something like that. Uh-huh. Well, the, the 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 big five, the big fives are quite appealing to me as well. But yeah. uh, I would say that uh, you know it's a matter of uh, of preference. When I, if you, you, uh, you remarked already that I've been a very avid hunter during my whole life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so uh, imagine that when I uh, start to get serious about this company, I had to quit hunting myself. Um, and, and, and I remember in my uh, old days when I used to go hunting red stag in Patagonia or La Pampa, I used to spend... I would say almost a month uh, between those destinations. Well, that opportunity of uh, hunting is gone, but I found in North America, let's say, uh, as I said, Alaska or Canada, the same uh, flavor of what I used to do in the past uh, because we have opposite seasons. You know, our main True. season for red tag is in March, March and April. Mm-hmm. So I'm very busy taking care of uh, clients. But if you consider that the main season in North America for moose or elk uh, is in September, September, October, well, that for me is a sort of uh, go back in time and do what oh. I prefer. And I'm not saying that I don't like to go to Africa because I also love Africa. But uh, I don't know if you understand what I mean, that in some way I found uh, uh, a place to go back in time and enjoy yeah. and remember the experience that I had in the, in the old days. Yeah, yeah, no, I do. And, uh, and, I do. and besides, besides the kind of hunting that uh, you can do in uh, Alaska or Canada or, or even North America, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's great. I love yeah. it. 
last uh, last year I've been in Alaska and I've been in Wyoming hunting as well. And I oh, love really? it. It's beautiful. Uh -huh. Yeah. You must have been hunting elk in Wyoming, huh? Uh, mule deer and pronghorn. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Very successfully. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, terrific. Terrific. Hmm? And, and did you, did you get your moose in Alaska? Well, I did, uh, in many other times, but this, this last trip was about to try to shoot, um, brown bear. And oh, I couldn't. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't. I failed oh, in that one. I mean, the the hand was excellent, yeah. very physical, but uh, you had to to walk a long distance in the tundra. You have to climb mountains, and you have to paddle in the lakes of Alaska. Yeah, everything was great, but I couldn't shoot my my bird. Oh, oh no! Well, you've got something on your well, list left to do then. <laughs> yeah, well. That's why we call it hunting. Otherwise, it would be killing. You know? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, well, I'm not ashamed to say that I I did everything right. But simply, the the birds were uh, probably better than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So true. I've been on a number of those myself from time to time. Gosh, your place sounds yeah. like just every time I talk to you about what you have there in Argentina, I go, man, I've got to move that up further in my bucket list because that's the uh, it, that is right up my alley. I, I love the, the wing shoot and and love the fish and hunt. And it just sounds like it's an incredible place. If people want to give you a call, Patricio, and, and find out more about your adventures and your trips and what you offer, how do they get a hold of you? <clears throat> well, I always recommend to check uh, our website, which is www.argentinabighunting.com. Mm -hmm. Or to to send me an email. Well, it, it, at the website uh, website, you're going to find all the information about how to contact us. Right. Uh, I think that uh, the best way is to do it by email, uh, which is argentinabighunting at gmail dot com. But mm -hmm. you can also call me in order to make the life of the client easier. I have a U.S. phone, uh, and I also have my cell phone. Um, oh, if you call me, yeah, if you if you call me uh, to my cell phone number in Argentina, or if you call me to the U.S. phone number, mm -hmm. both of them will ring in my cell phone. So for me, it's exactly the same, and uh, it's very comfortable for me. And I think that. Uh, to have a U.S. phone is also very comfortable for the clients because uh, mm -hmm. for them, it's like a local phone call. That, and the number is, um, the number of the U.S. phone is 214-720-8900. Uh, Wonderful. So, now, uh, we're going to... We're going to put all of this information also in the show notes. And so if people are listening to uh, uh, our, our interview here and uh, they just go to the show notes below where you uh, clicked on the play button, uh, Patricio's information will all be uh, written down there for you also. Yes, yeah, sure. And if you like to meet, if you like to meet me personally or if, uh, 
uh, any of the people of our audience like to meet me personally. Remember that I attend many shows worldwide, like uh, Dallas of Red Club. Uh, oh, I also uh-huh. do uh, ACI. I go to uh, uh, Dortmund in Germany, Salzburg, uh, many, many different uh, shows. Uh, that you can also check um, in my website. In my, my website informs uh, when and where we'll be, you know, abroad the country to attend uh, the shows. Very, yeah, I know that you travel a lot uh, and to the different hunting shows and that sort of thing. And, and you're very, you know, you're very visible and active in the hunting community. And so, like you were saying, the Dallas show, uh, I know that you've uh, done a number of years and, and a number of the other ones. So if, if people yeah. want to look you up, you're, you're easy to find. Yeah, <laughs> actually I am. Well, very good. Patricio, I want to thank you so much. Uh, you know, God bless you and your family. Please be well during these kind of crazy times. And uh, I'm sure that uh, people are looking forward to getting in contact with you and uh, booking something, you know, a, a hunt, uh, you know, or a hunt, a hunting or a fishing trip. Based on what you're telling us, it sounds like a absolute mecca for the outdoorsman. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And you know that you are very welcome to come at any time. If you'd like to visit me, uh, you will be my uh, personal guest. Well, so, uh, I look forward to meet you here as well. <laughs> Wonderful. Patricio, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Stay in touch.